Chapter 4, The Don'ts. The elements of the tabernacle of God, yea, man is the tabernacle of God, even temples, and whatsoever temple is defiled, God shall destroy that temple. Doctrine and Covenants 93, verse 35. The list of don'ts. For many members of the church, a discussion on the word of wisdom often entails a narrow, simple list of don'ts contained within the revelation and the later statements made by modern prophets. For some of us, this is where the revelation begins and ends. These include items... Uh, hot drinks, strong drinks, wine, tobacco, as well as drugs. As we previously discussed in chapter 2, most of these items were frequently consumed during the time in which the revelation was given. This was a major adjustment for most members and still stands as a major dividing line between members of the church and the rest of the world. One of the incredible aspects of our time is that new evidence has shown each of these items is not only an exotoxin and stimulant, but they are addictive and lead to poor health outcomes as well. Despite this evidence, however, much of the mainstream medical and dietary advice still advocates for moderate or healthy consumption of each of these items. Yet many saints have seen innumerable blessings from abstaining. Section Hot Drinks There are some in the church who have justified their use of various beverages based on the general nature of the term hot drinks. However, the church has offered a clearer stance on this since the revelation was given. In the first ever general conference talk dedicated to the word of wisdom, Joseph Smith clearly explained that the term hot drinks was specifically referring to tea and coffee. Hiram Smith echoed those words in his 1842 conference sermon dedicated to the word of wisdom. The church has reiterated this position over and over again, most recently included in the 2019 official statement on the word of wisdom. Many may assume that because tea has historically been singled out, that all tea, including herbal tea, should be avoided. However, there are important nuances to consider. The tea referred to in the Word of Wisdom, as specified by modern prophets, is derived from the leaves of a single plant, the tea bush, also called Camellia sinensis. Green tea, black tea, white tea, oolong tea, are the teas that come from this plant. The only difference is how they are processed. Herbal teas, as the name implies, are produced from any number of different herbs. Herbal teas are not even tea at all. Technically, they are either an infusion or deconcoction, depending on how they are prepared. Unlike real tea, which can only be brewed from the leaves of the tea bush, herbal, tea, herbal teas are prepared from steeping the leaves, stems, flowers, roots, bark, or rhizomes of herbs. Therefore, the admonition to avoid tea refers only to green tea, black tea, white tea, and oolong tea. Herbal infusions, better known as herbal tea, are different products altogether. Though it is clear that coffee and tea are two of the primary substances that are to be avoided, many are shocked to learn that the word hot could cover many other beverages as well. The word hot could refer to actual temperature of the drink, as hot drinks have negative impacts on the esophagus and on digestion, in which case any kind of hot drink such as cider, chocolate, or even herbal tea would be out of the question if consumed while hot. However, one of the most important things to keep in mind when it comes to studying the scriptures is to take into account what the words meant when they were written. Language changes over time and words often lose meaning. By looking at scriptural definitions rather than modern definitions, <clears throat> we can better understand what the Lord means. In 1828, Noah Webster published the American Dictionary of the English Language, considered by many to be the most authoritative Dictionary Concerning the King James Bible and Early 19th Century America. 
In this dictionary, hot can be defined as relating to temperature, but it could also be defined as stimulating or pungent. The word stimulating serves as a springboard from which we can begin to understand what the Lord intended with this specific directive. Related to this very definition, George Q. Cannon remarked that chocolate, cocoa, and all drinks of any kind are considered hot drinks and should be avoided. This definition seems to indicate that there are a variety of other beverages that are uh, enervating that fit within the realms of hot drinks, while not often discussed. Caffeinated soda drinks are one such example. While the church has never taken an official position on soda, there have been several statements made by prophets to give us insight worthy of our consideration. For example, in the 1922 General Conference, President Heber J. Grant said, referring to the saints having sung, We Thank Thee, O God, for a Prophet at the conference, quote, Now, if you mean that I am not going to give any command, but I will ask it as a personal individual favor to me, to let Coca-Cola alone. There are plenty of other things you can get at the soda fountains without drinking that which is injurious. Injurious. The Lord does not want you to use any drug that creates an appetite for itself. End quote. Another similar admonition came from President Spencer W. Kimball, who taught, quote, I never drink any of the cola drinks, and my personal hope would be that no one would. End quote. Yet another prophet, namely Howard W. Hunter, added similar counsel in conjunction with striving to live the spirit of the law rather than only the letter. Quote, Live the spirit of the word of wisdom. We complicate the simplicity of the word of wisdom. The Lord said don't drink tea, coffee, or tobacco, or liquor, and that admonition is simple. But we confuse it by adding, asking, if cola drinks are against the word of wisdom. The 89th section of the Doctrine and Covenants doesn't say anything about cola drinks, but we ask questions that go beyond the simplicity of the lesson that has been taught. We know that caffeine is taken out of the coffee and used as an ingredient of cola drinks. It seems to me that if we probably want to live the spirit of the law, we probably wouldn't partake of that which has been taken from that which we are told not to drink." End quote. If soda drinks are injurious, and the brethren have previously advised against its use, it would seem that the same principle would include even more damaging and toxic products of recent inventions, such as energy drinks and other drinks intended to stimulate the brain. If we consider the definition of hot from 1828, a frozen can of monster energy drink would be much more of a hot drink than a freshly made hot cup of coffee, as it is far more stimulating. Speaking on the use of stimulating drinks, President Young taught the saints that they should drink <clears throat> what they should drink, saying, quote, It is different to find anything more healthy to drink than good cold water, such as flows down to us from springs and snows of our mountains. This is the beverage we should drink. It should be our drink at all times. End quote. Though many already know the risks associated with the consumption of many of our modern stimulating drinks, a reminder certainly serves us well. There is no reliable study or good data that suggests caffeine is good for long-term health, though headlines would have you believe otherwise. Soda consumption, for instance, is associated with leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and multiple my myeloma. It is also linked with diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, the top killers in the world. Perhaps the most telling data indicates that soda drinkers have decreased longevity and accelerated cell aging. However, soda isn't the only beverage linked with health risks. 
Coffee and tea have also been found to increase hypertension and increase the risk of heart attack for fourfold. <clears throat> Studies have found that tea and coffee lead to increased instances of breast disease. Additionally, caffeine has been shown to lead to increased anxiety, depression, and medication usage. These stimulating caffeinated drinks would surely be categorized as hot, according to the Webster Dictionary, where they were they around in the 1830s. Furthermore, modern research has shown that they can do a great harm to the body. Our use of such substances would be worthy of examination. Section Strong Drinks and Wine Perhaps the most widely understood aspect of the word of wisdom is the avoidance of alcohol. The idea of abstaining from alcohol is biblical in nature. The book of Proverbs reminds us it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. Also in the Bible, we are reminded that it is a sin to be drunk and to give your neighbor drink. Even Isaiah gives a warning to those that drink. Until the 1900s, wine was used in the Lord's church for a sacrament. Christ is said to have drank wine when he lived on this earth, and he commanded Joseph Smith to use wine for the sacrament. It is important to note, as John A. Woodsow suggests, the pure wine in Doctrine and Covenants 89.6 is understood to mean new or unfermented grape juice. However, since 1906, under President Joseph F. Smith, the church has abolished the use of wine in any capacity. The word wine in the Bible is a generic term. Sometimes it means grape juice, and other times it is meant alcoholic beverages. Historians have indicated that the Jews and other nations in the biblical world used wine <clears throat> that was often unfermented and normally mixed with water. One text indicates that the wine in biblical times was unfermented or fermented stored wine diluted with water to a ratio as high as 20 to 1. However, even a much lower ratio of 3 to 1 water diluted wine would affect the bladder long term because before it became intoxicating to the mind. Regardless of the arguments in favor of the use of alcohol in the Lord's Church, there are precedents for abstinence. There are multiple examples in the scriptures of the Lord's Covenant people being commanded to forego alcohol. The Nazarites are one such group. The Nazarites were people who dedicated themselves to the Lord and received protection as long as they did not partake of any wine or fermented drink, and did not cut their hair. In the book of Leviticus, we also learn that Aaron and other priests were commanded, Do not drink wine, nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, that they would be examples of the difference between holy and unholy, and between clean and unclean. The command in modern days is not unprecedented, as it was also commanded in biblical times. Alcohol, perhaps more than nearly any other substance examined in the Word of Wisdom, limits one's agency. While intoxicated, proper use of agency is impaired, and people may do things contrary to their natural and spiritual inclinations. As President Russell M. Nelson has reminded us, agency is the thing that Satan envies the most. He will do anything in his power to get us to abuse ours. Similarly, President J. Reuben Clark said, Over the earth, the demon drink is in control. Drunken with strong drink, men have lost their reason. Their counsel has been destroyed. Their judgment and vision are fled. They reel forward to destruction. Drink brings cruelty into the home. It walks arm in arm with poverty. Its companions are disease and plague. It puts chastity to flight, and it knows neither honesty nor fair dealing. It is a total stranger to the truth. It drowns conscience. It is the bodyguard of evil. 
It curses all who touch it. Drink has brought more woe and misery, broken more hearts, wrecked more homes, committed more crimes, filled more coffins than all the wars the world has suffered. End quote. Even in small amounts, alcohol changes the function of our brains. Studies show that just one alcoholic drink can cause blurred vision, slurred speech, slower reaction times, impaired memory, and a loss of balance. Additionally, alcohol consumption, even at very low levels, is linked with breast and prostate cancer. It is also linked with high blood pressure, liver cirrhosis, damage to liver cells, and pancreatitis, inflammation of the pancreas. Though it is clear that alcohol is not to be consumed internally, it still has a place for our health regimen. According to Doctrine and Covenants 89, verse 7, its intended use <clears throat> is for the washing of your bodies. <clears throat> alcohol is an effective and useful treatment for cleansing wounds and abrasions. When alcohol is used on the skin for treatment, it is fulfilling its intended purpose. Section Tobacco for many of us, tobacco is not a temptation. It has a potent smell, is messy, and has a strong taste. However, it is extremely addictive. Anyone who has overcome this addiction can tell you just how difficult it can be. Perhaps that is the danger of tobacco products. They are made to bring the user back for more and more. The addictive nature of tobacco is what should be of greatest concern to us because it interferes with the delicate feelings of spiritual communication. President George Albert Smith points out that although tobacco may not seem like a big deal to some people, it has been the means of destroying their spiritual life, has been the means of driving them from the companionship of the Spirit of our Father, has alienated them from the society of good men and women, and has brought upon them the disregard and reproach of their children that have been born to them. There should be no doubt that tobacco is both addictive and harmful. As we discussed in a previous chapter, tobacco has historically been glamorized and promoted by many as a health choice. Evidence now indicates that tobacco is not only detrimental to health, but also can be deadly. The mortality rate for tobacco users is three times higher than non-users. Tobacco in any form is linked to a significant increase in heart attack. The most popular form of tobacco, smoking, is perhaps the most frightening form. Cigarettes contain over 600 ingredients, many of which are incredibly harmful to the body. When combined in cigarettes, they produce over 4,000 chemical compounds, 69 of which are carcinogenic. To say that cigarettes and other forms of tobacco are harmful is an understatement. However, similar to alcohol, <clears throat> tobacco has great medicinal value when used externally on wounds and bruises. Many great herbalists use tobacco leaves externally for a number of ailments. As the text of section 89 indicates, when used for cattle and externally, the use of tobacco leaves is not only permitted, but encouraged. And the Doctrine and Covenants Institute manual reminds us, tobacco has a place when used as the Lord intended. Section Drugs The Word of Wisdom does not specifically mention abuse of legal or illegal drugs within the original text. Some may wonder whether or not they are permitted. To this and other questions, many... About any number of substances, Joseph Fielding, uh, Joseph Fielding Smith said, quote, Such revelation is unnecessary. The word of wisdom is a basic law. It points the way and gives us ample instruction in regard to both food and drink, good for the body and also detrimental. If we sincerely follow what is written with the aid of the Spirit of the Lord, we need no further counsel. Thus, by keeping the commandments, we are promised inspiration and the guidance of the Spirit of the Lord, through which we will know what is good and what is bad for the body, without the Lord presenting us with 
a detailed list separating the good things from the bad things that we may be protected. We will learn by this faithful observance that the Lord, uh, no, the promises of the Lord are fulfilled, end quote. We ought to use righteous judgment in understanding which substances to avoid and which to utilize. Drugs, which are highly addictive and impair agency, should be avoided. Drugs are unnatural and highly powerful substances. Even small doses and usage can create harmful and lasting effects. Illicit drugs impact us far more than many of us realize. The cost of drug abuse is estimated to exceed $1 trillion annually. To put this into perspective, that is more than the USA's annual national defense spending. The economic implications alone show how illicit drugs have adversely impacted society. In 2018, 67,367 people died from drug overdose in the United States. That is to say nothing of the thousands whose lives have been altered because of drug use, which no report will ever be able to accurately demonstrate. Families are broken apart, jobs are lost, wealth is thrown away, and relationships are forever changed. All for the deceptive and momentary pleasure of these evil substances. Indeed, abuse of legal and illegal drugs is a plague that has caused untold damage to millions. Surely we would do best to avoid them in any form and keep ourselves far from their addicting power. As President Russell M. Nelson reminds us, quote, From trial comes a habit. From habit comes dependence. From dependence comes addiction. Its grasp is so gradual, enslaving shackles of habit are too small to be sensed until they are too strong to be broken. Indeed, drugs are the modern mess of pottage for which souls are sold. No families are free from risk. While we are free to choose, once we have made those choices, we are tied to the consequences of those choices. We are free to take drugs or not, but once we choose to use a habit-forming drug, we are bound to the consequences of that choice. Addiction surrenders later freedom to choose. Through chemical means, one can literally become disconnected from his or her own will. End quote. Section Blessings Available to All so far in this chapter, we have discussed all of the don'ts in the Word of Wisdom and associated health implications from modern research. Of course, the list of things we should avoid putting into our bodies is not limited to what is directly found in the text. The number of substances harmful to the human body created by man will only continue to increase. However, as President Joseph Fielding Smith and many other prophets have taught, the Word of Wisdom is a guiding principle that we should use in conjunction with the Spirit to understand how best to take care of the sacred gift that God has given to each of us, our mortal body. In our business, we have worked with many members and non-members alike. Most members of the church we work with already adhere to the list of don'ts. However, most non-members do not. We work with and counsel these people to cut their harmful substances out of their diets, and when they do, they obtain the associated blessings as well. Indeed, the blessings of the Word of Wisdom are available to all who will abide its principles. However, in order to obtain the full blessings promised by the Lord, it is not enough to simply abstain from harmful substances. Else why would he include any additional instruction? There is much more to the Word of Wisdom that we will discuss over the next few chapters.